1: Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2.
0: Play it now with Game Pass.
1: Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.
0: Define an opportunity.
1: Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now.
0: Identify a problem.
1: Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain co-editor Dave Schofield coming at you again. It's Thursday morning. It's week two of the NFL League year. I mean, I guess technically it's week two since it started just over a week ago. Uh, it's the second wave of free agency. Lots of going on. Plenty of things happening with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, here I am to talk some numbers and, and things some more here with, with the Stat Geek Show. What's interesting is this is gonna be a little bit of a different show. I was getting ready and preparing with I had various questions. I got some email questions, I got some Twitter questions, and I was ready to to look at some of these things. Some of them they were a little bit too much for me to even do. It was it was it was some pretty intense stuff. Some of it was based on some player rankings, which you know isn't always the best. The, the best numbers to go by and had some other things to do. I ended up having to push everything off and I'm going to have to look at some of these questions next week because something came up just recently. And I'm like, Hmm, this is going to be some interesting numbers to run. So I decided I was going to run the numbers and uh, I'm like, okay, this has got to be stat geek this week. Cause there's just too much going on um, to, to not cover this topic. So what we're looking at today is where else can the Steelers save money in 2021? Because this is, I know it's going to be more salary cap stuff and it's going to be contracts and some of those issues, but this is some important questions that I actually had people post to me, not officially a geek questions, just some various questions that came up um, on our staff Slack channel and things like that. And I just got to look in and I'm like, th- this is interesting. What really set everything off here was the report on Wednesday from ESPN's Brooke Pryor. She was the the only one who had the report, so um, kudos to her. But there's been nothing official from the Steelers uh, to back this up yet. And that is that the Steelers are, the way she phrased it, reworking Eric Ebron's contract in order to save roughly $3.9 million against the salary cap in 2021. So uh, instantly, you know, I write the article, I get it out there and, and, and after it's published, I'm like, I want to go back and add, you know, kind of twist and tweak and look at some of these numbers to see what it could be that the Steelers possibly did with Ebron. Well, I did that and I'm running the numbers. And then Jeff Hartman sends me um, a message of where uh, Joe Rutter from the, from uh, the tribune had, put out what a possibility was. And what do you know? It was exactly what it was I had just done. Uh, I think Ian Whetstone from Steel City Insider also had had put something similar. We're all kind of coming to these same conclusions. Now, this is not definitive of what happened with Eric Ebron. It is an example of a possibility of how the Steelers could have saved this money. And I'm going to run this possibility past you and then I'm going to say, well, let's look at some of these other possibilities of players that the Steelers could could do this with to see if there's other places they could save money. And honestly, I went through and looked at how much more the Steelers could possibly save with the players that they have, you know, short of cutting players. I mean, obviously the Steelers could cut someone and then they don't have to worry about Um, their salary at all. That would be that much cap savings. The only dead money would be what was already paid to them in bonuses and things of that sort. So, But I wanted to say, okay, keeping who they have, if they do something similar, what's projected they did with Ebron, what could they do? So let's first, let's look at what the Steelers did and what I came up with as a possibility and what others came up with, with the same possibility with Eric Ebron's salary. And that was, if the Steelers simply just added void years to the end, to the end of his contract, if they added four more void years to the end of his contract, which changed nothing. So he, in other words, Ebron will be paid the exact amount of money. He was going to get paid this year. It's just going to be in a way that the, the can's going to get kicked down the road a little bit in order for money to then come due next year. So, this is the numbers that I came up with. I came up with, okay, you, play, you pay Ibar on his base salary of uh, $1.075 million. Okay, Th- these are, this is, I use specific numbers, but these aren't official. Just so I want to remind everyone, these are not official numbers. These are not what the Steelers have, re- have definitely done with this contract. It's just salary cap guys all working together and figuring out how it was possible. All right, so he's got the base salary of one point oh seven five million dollars. Um, he was going to be due this year six million dollars, so it was five and a half million in base salary and a half million in a roster bonus, which was basically just due. So this might have been done before he even got this roster bonus, um, just to incorporate it in here with it. So we're, we're going to go ahead and take all the the one point oh seven five million in base salary, which leaves. $4.925 million into a signing bonus. If you add four void years in at the end, it would create a savings of $3.94 million against the salary cap uh, because it would drop his number from $8.5 million, which is the $6 million in his salary and the $2.5 million that was carryover from his signing bonus last year. Um, it would drop that number down to $4.56 million. He gets paid the exact same amount of money. They use the little trick with the void years. Um, all that money would end up due. that whole 3.94 million would end up due next year. If he's not under contract again, they could still work another contract with him. Now, could they have just done an extension where he has a base salary of a, for a couple of years and then void years to, to finish out uh, to, to have four more? Absolutely. They could have totally done that. Don't know if they did it or not. So, just I was just looking at those numbers and saying, okay, well, let's just assume that they're void years because the only thing that changes it is what his salary would be in future years. And that's not important right now to the salary cap for this year. So I got to thinking, what else could the Steelers do? Now, I'm going to go into this a little bit more later of the side note of everything that I'm doing with these numbers of where the Steelers could save is assuming that the NFL doesn't go to a 17th game this season, although it's fairly certain they're going to. Um, The reason I say this is because if you look at it, and I've been saying this for a while, and some people are like, oh, you're crazy. That's got nothing to do with it. When you're talking a difference of players being paid half a million dollars versus having being not paid half a million dollars, it's important. If you notice... All the contracts that the Steelers have redone. I mean, they've re-signed players because they were at the end of their contracts; they're given new contracts. Those are no different. But the the extra the, the restructures, the I guess technically with Ebron, this would be considered an extension. All of these workings are have been done with players that their that their contract has was signed under the new CBA, meaning since last March. The only exception to this is Ben Roethlisberger, and the and the reason I, Ben Roethlisberger is okay that he's an exception to this because he was a special case because he took a cut in salary. He willingly took the cut. He took $5 million um, cut in salary, and it's actually cost him a little bit more based on this rule uh, of how things go with they add a 17th game. I'm going to get more into that in the second half of the show. I'm going to say, let's imagine that there's nothing coming up, changing everything with with adding another game, which changes these old contracts. Uh, um, And like I said, I'll explain them later. I'm just going to pretend like all these contracts, we can do the same thing with them. I got to look in and say, okay, what players are left that the Steelers could do an extension or a restructure? Who's left to actually save some salary cap space? Because right now, after the whole thing with Eric Ebron, and um, and if if it comes down to you know the 3.9 million, you're gonna add that on to where the Steelers were. Um, which is quite interesting because I keep constantly having to do salary cap updates because as the numbers come in, things get updated. For example, Steven Nelson. Some people are, are, are making a mistake with their numbers. I know I'm, I'm trying to remind Jeff Hartman of this. They think that the Steelers saved $8.25 million with Steven Nelson. They did not. You got to take into account roster displacement, they, they saved $7.59 million. With, with Steven Nelson. So right now the Steelers are sitting, the, the numbers I have calculated, um, with everyone taken into account except Miles Killebrew, this was before the Eric Ebron stuff on Monday, um, that the Steelers were sitting at with $9.5 million in space. So if you add the 3.9 with Ebron, you don't have to worry about roster displacement because he's no one's moving on or off the top 51 because he's not being released or anything. So if you add that other three point nine on, then you're then you're looking at, um, some people are saying for, It's just under thirteen and a half million dollars. I have like thirteen point four. This doesn't take into account Cassius Marsh that was signed on Wednesday, um, or Miles Killebrew. Those are going to be very very minimal. So, but the Steelers are going to need some money to do some offseason business. I actually have an article. On BuyTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, that was published. I mean, I don't know for sure when it was going out. It's supposed to be out today, Thursday, about the Steelers draft class and how that's actually going to cost them less than I even estimated. And I was telling some people that thought it was going to cost all this money that it's not. Steelers draft class is only going to cost about $2.75 million towards the cap at the most. And it could even be down as low as 2.1, assuming they just make the picks where they're scheduled. And the whole reason of that is, is the Steelers are getting into, when it comes to the roster displacement, when that 51st salary gets dropped off the bottom of the salary cap, um, um, doesn't count because it's not in, in the top 51 anymore. All those salaries had been at 660K and they've they've dropped all of their 660k salaries out of the top 51 now. So when players drop out, it's not 660, it's now 780 that comes off the books with the displacement. So that means that that there's the, the last three draft picks that the Steelers are scheduled to make in 2021 aren't even going to be for an amount that would land those players in the top 51 during the offseason based on what they're paid according to the collective bargaining agreement. Pretty cool. So you can sit. So that's not going to be so bad, but the Steelers are going to have to do there. They're going to eventually have to account for the 52nd and 53rd player in September. They're going to have to sign a practice squad. They're going to need money going into the season. Um, for when people end up on injured reserve, they still get paid, but then you got to pay new players to come in and replace them. So I had been doing a really high estimate with that. And I'm dropping that estimate down. I mean, if the Steelers, including signing their draft class have, oh, let's say, you know, $12 million, $11 million, they're going to be in good shape. So the money that the Steelers have now at 13, they have enough to do that. But right now, a lot of people would like to be able to sign more players and then be able to squeeze out some of that money later. So that's why we're looking at this money. I got to get to it. I said, I was going to get to it. Here's, what's interesting players that could be restructured are Stefan to and Chris Boswell. They haven't been restructured because they're still under the old CBA, but you are not going to get any more than $5 million between those two players. Chris Boswell could max out at a million. Um, Stefan to is just under 4 million. million. Um, and that's not taking into account this whole 17th game thing, which I'll get to later. Um, so there, that's what you can save there—five million dollars. The only other two players that the Steelers could extend it are Joe Hayden and David DeCastro, because it was three. It was also Eric Ebron, but then that already happened. So that's who they have left now. Notice you, I like I said, you could cut, you could cut anybody from this. And, and of course they go away, but uh, like, and Joe Hayden and David DeCastro, they, they're a little bit tricky, but I just decided, Hey, what if they did what we believe they did with Eric Ebron with both of those players, with both Joe Hayden and David DeCastro, where they give them all the money that they were going to be paid anyway, but add void years to the end of their contract so they can, so, so they can spread it out. And what I have where they could save with them is Joe Hayden could save $4.74 million and David DeCastro could save $6.14 million. So that combined is just under $11 million they could save. So that's extra money that the Steelers could squeeze out. Now, I don't think they could save quite that much money because of what I'm going to talk about. Uh, one of the two things I'm going to talk about in the second half of this show, which is. What what does a 17th game add to to being able to do these deals? Why does it make a difference? That's one. And then the other thing I want to talk about is there's another player I didn't mention because it's very it's very different. Um, and that's TJ Watts who's going into his fifth-year option. Um, Could the Steelers go ahead and lock him in long-term? Yes. What would it take for the Steelers to save on this year's salary cap by doing that? I'll run those numbers past you. We'll talk about some of these numbers with the 17th game. And hopefully I won't completely make your head explode when talking about the salary cap um, when we come back. So um, enjoy these commercial messages, and we'll be back in just a couple months. and we're back Pittsburgh Steeler fans with the second half of the Steeler Stat Geek show. This is Dave Schofield, co-editor behind the steelcurtin.com. Um coming at you again running more salary cap numbers, looking at what the Steelers have, what they can do, things of that nature. Um after you know kind of taking the whole notion of what they did with Eric Ebron and applying it to other players to see if it would work, to see if you could get um that you know, their salary cap number down. And I talked about those. I said that the best you could do with Joe Hayden is 4.74 million. The best you could do with David DiCastro is 6.14 million. I realized I have another number I didn't throw out there. I did this with Steven Nelson's contract just to see what would have happened. In other words, could they have just done with Nelson what they did with Ebron? Now they can't because, exactly because of it being under the old CBA, unless he was willing to actually lose about half a million dollars. Um but if even if it was just saying hey you take this half you know you won't get this extra half million that you're going to get for playing an extra game but we'll give you every penny the Steelers could have reduced Steven Nelson's by 5.74 million. In other words, they could have and you know instead of the 8.25 that they saved, so in other words it it only would have cost them an extra 2.51 million to hold on to Nelson for next year rather than completely release him. You know, that's the difference in that 5.74, that 8.25. So yeah, that's interesting that that's an option, but it's not a complete option because the numbers get tricky. And here's why the numbers get tricky. This was something that I looked into with the collective bargaining agreement. I had to ask some help from Jeffrey Benedict who wanted to dive into it and see what was going on. I wanted to know, How if payer, if players are going to get paid for an extra game, does that money count towards the salary cap? The answer is no. So then the question is, are all players going to be paid for that 17th game being extra? They're going to get paid extra money. And the answer there is no, they are not. Any player who signed a contract since the old, since old, sorry, since the new CBA was ratified. They understood that there was going to go to a 17th game. Your contract was going to be the same regardless. That's just how it worked. You were supposed to work out your best deal with that possible. And that's, that's how it was. So someone like Cam Hayward, who signed their deal last year, someone like Derek Watt, who signed with the Steelers last year, like Eric Ebron, who signed last year, all those players, they're under the new CBA. So they weren't going to get any kind of extra payment. Now what about the other players? What about uh, about those? Well, first of all, if you're on a league minimum salary, you don't get an extra paycheck for playing an extra game. The reason that is is cuz that's why they specifically l- raised the league minimum salary to account for this. They they gave it a boost. So that way those players don't get any extra pay for for an additional game. So league minimum salary, that means if a player is due, oh, let's let's use the good old David DeCastro, a player that is due an eight point seven five million dollar base salary in twenty twenty one, if he were to restructure and drop all the way down, well not restructure, if he was to do the extension where they added void years to it, and they and, and to drop down to a base salary, what he gets paid for that extra game is based on his base salary. You drop your base salary, you're dropping the amount of that extra paycheck. If he drops it down to the league minimum, which is the $1.075 million for someone with his years of experience, which is what the, you know, that's what they do when they restructure. They drop it to the league minimum for the most part. He doesn't get paid anything. He doesn't, he wouldn't be eligible to get that extra paycheck. So in other words, he would be giving up one 17th of his base salary that he's going to be paid extra next year if they play that extra game. And it just so happens when you're looking at 8.75 million dollars, the way it works is the, the because players get paid during the bye week as well. They're getting an extra one seventeenth of their pay. They get basically an extra check at the end. So David DeCastro would be getting almost 515 thousand dollars in that extra check. He would be out. Over half a million dollars if he dropped his his contract down to the league minimum to do the restructure. Whoa, okay. So that might change how the Steelers restructure. They might not want to go all the way to the league minimum. Well, then let's say you don't drop all the way to the league to the league minimum, but all that all that money, you're losing one seventeenth of any money that you take from your base salary and put towards a signing bonus. So really what players should want from the team is for them to pay them that much extra in that signing bonus. The problem is now that counts on the salary cap. So I understand why the Steelers are waiting to do this until everything's definitive. So they know for sure, because you don't want to pay the extra money and, and then have a count on the cap in order to then not actually happen. So this gets really tricky. It's really, really tricky with this. So, And not only that, it's going to cost the Steelers money because that extra game check is not coming from the Steelers. The way it works, and this is how it's worded in the CBA, is that that the extra pay is coming from what is called the performance based pool that the NFL has. Then I think there's going to be forty eight million dollars put in there. So if you're talking about all these extra extra paychecks, now they're only remember it's only for players whose contract was signed under the old CBA and are making less than, sorry, making more than the league minimum. Um, they would get one 17th of their pay as an extra check coming out of there. Once the performance based pool pool, uh, performance based pool is empty. Then they go to the rookie redistribution fund. Then they go to, um, uh let's see. This is because it even says right I'm trying to read it right from the CBA. It says if the combined amount taken from the 2021 performance-based pool and the 2021 rookie redistribution fund which would go all the way up to $112 million if that is insufficient to fund the league-wide cost of the additional game check the shortfall shall be funded as a new player benefit that will be treated in the same manner as any other player benefit costs. Wow. Then it talks about what happens in the in 2022 and all the way up to 2030. But obviously this is going to happen less and less as the years go on, because you'll have fewer players playing under a contract that was under the old CBA. So this is important. And people are not thinking about this when it comes to, to doing business, but it's important because if you, if you look at that, other than Ben Roethlisberger, who willingly took a pay cut, who, you know. It was actually more than a $5 million pay cut based on what he would have been paid from from having an extra game. He actually took a bigger pay cut to the $5 million. So they got to know exactly how this is going to work in order to redo those deals. That's why Tewitt and Boswell have not been restructured, but Derek Watt and Cameron Hayward have. That's why Eric Ebron had void years added to the end of his contract, but they haven't done it with players like Joe Hayden and David DeCastro. Now, when it comes to someone like Stephen Nelson, I don't know what happened where everything fell apart there. That could have been trying to work out an extension and they were just too far apart. We just don't know for sure. So, bottom line is, getting back to the numbers I was citing, the Steelers are sitting around, you know, 13 and a half million dollars um in cap space they could ultimately i'm going to say safely between Hayden DeCastro Tuitt and Boswell if they could work all that out i still think safely they could save at least 14 to 15 million dollars by by doing those deals though they just have to be tweaked a little bit uh once once you know about those games the only other player that the steelers could possibly possibly save some money with is if they wanted to go ahead and do the long term deal with TJ Watt now i said possibly it all depends on how they structure everything so they're like you're like okay dave what do you mean possibly it depends on what the deal ends up going for because my goodness the steelers are probably going to have to break the bank in order to pay TJ Watt. Now their option that they can do is right now, TJ Watt's fifth year option. He's counting on the salary cap as $10.089 million. That's just what it is. Okay. That's, that's his contract and the Steelers could pay that this year. And then next year, I mean, I don't see them doing anything with TJ Watt where they wouldn't like use the franchise tag in order to make sure they're keeping him around in order to work out a long-term deal. The question they have to ask is, do they want the long-term deal with a lower salary cap hit this year? Or do they want to pay the $10 million this year and then work out the long-term deal with the lower salary cap hit next year and then roll it on into the future? So the, the big question is, how much of a signing bonus is TJ Watt going to get for his deal? What's he what's he going to do? What 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 kind of, of bonus would it take? Well, if you look at it, and generally how the Steelers structure the contracts, is that first year they basically give you a the the league minimum as your base salary and then your Signing bonus that's going to be split up over the years. So you might get paid a ton your first year, but it's going to be the lowest salary cap hit because it's going to be spread out over five years. Even if they sign TJ Watt to a seven-year deal, his, his signing bonus can only go out five years. So regardless of how much they would pay him in a base salary in the future, regardless of how they would structure it, the only way the Steelers could actually save salary cap space with TJ Watt for the 2021 season would be to give him the base salary, which for his years of experience would be 990,000. So we're down that to a million of a million dollars. And they could not give him a signing bonus of anything more than $45 million. Because think about that. If it's $45 million divided up over five years, that's $9 million a year, which would put him at the 10 million mark that he is right now. Anything more than that much of a signing bonus, and TJ Watt's going to count more towards the salary cap this year. Now, could the Steelers do that? Absolutely, they could. They could choose to do that. This is also not the best year to want to take anyone's salary cap number and make it bigger. That's not what you really, really want to do with with what's going on with the reduction of salary cap for the 2021 season, so it is possible that the Steelers could do an extension with TJ Watt. However many years, don't know. Base salary that they're going to give him as it goes, don't know. I'm not even looking at that. But if they give him a deal to where he has a where he has the the minimum, the league minimum, his first year, and a, and his signing bonus. His signing bonus would have to be less than $45 million in order for him to actually have a lower cap hit this year than what he has right now with the fifth-year option. So that's just the numbers and where it rolls. I don't know what the Steelers have in mind there. I really don't. So as you can see, the Steelers right now with the salary cap, they're not in trouble. But at the same time, they don't have room to go out and sign someone for one year, $12 million with no avoid uh, years at the end of it. They, they, just because they have that space right now doesn't mean that they have unlimited places where they can find more money. So I tried to roll over with you every place they could find more money, what they possibly could get with that money doesn't mean that the Steelers are going to do that. They might just want to let Joe Hayden's contract ride out for the year, not change anything, or David DeCastro, Or they could try to squeeze out every every penny from every contract that they can. That's what they did last year. And with the the cap situation this year, wouldn't surprise me if they did it again this year, but that's where they are. And of course, unfortunately, they could always cut a player and then their base salary minus displacement just comes off the books. But I just thought people would want to know like, oh, they could squeeze out money here, squeeze out money there. That's the money they could get. And that's where they could get it. Um, They just might not need to do it Right now, quite yet, because of the things coming up, we should know within a week if it's officially a 17th game next season, that 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 should be coming up with league meetings with the owners here at the very end of March. So hopefully we know that. Hopefully we get some a little more clarity to the situation. But man, that's some numbers. That's some numbers. Now, I want to give the disclaimer again. Still don't know for sure. That's exactly what the Steelers did with Ebron's contract. That's just the numbers of what could have been done with Ebron's contract. If the, if the report of saving $3.9 million was, about, was accurate and they didn't add any uh, base salary to any additional years. So whew, there we go. So where can the Steelers find money? That's the places that they can. Thank you so much for joining me. And I hope I didn't make your brain explode because I feel like mine's about ready to go now because that was an awful lot of numbers. But I tell you what, it was a lot of fun. It was, at least for me, because I'm geeky like that. So make sure you're checking out all our all our podcast, both audio only and those on the that, that are live on YouTube. And make sure you are checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And as I always say, thanks for geeking out with me. We'll see you next week.